wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Welcome to all our new listeners. I know we've, there's a few of you. So hello, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out the Grow Your Brand podcast. So if you're not a regular listener of the show, just to give you like a little, a little briefing for how the show works. Essentially, there's three episodes a week. We have our Monday motivation episodes, uh, our Wednesday interview, which is a live with leading thinker episode. So it's a live stream that I turn into a podcast, which is awesome because I get to include questions that get submitted from people who tune into the live streams. And then on Friday, we have which is today, we have our seen and heard episode. So I literally record this and then I quickly edit it and then put it up on the same day, which I kind of like. I wasn't doing that before. That's the rhythm I'm kind of in now. And I really like it because it's fresh in my head. And I know if I've like gotten lost on a tangent, I need to tell you guys because you guys get like a a sort of like a better version of the live stream (laughs) in some ways (laughs) because I kind of go through it. I'm like, wait, I didn't finish that point there. Maybe I should, you know, like clarify that. I just watched back uh, the whole live stream and I think it was – this time I think I actually finished most of my points um, and because I knew ahead of time, you know, because I checked my – I checked my phone this morning. It, it was pretty cool actually. I checked my phone and I was like, oh, I've got heaps of people downloading and listening to my podcast, like especially over the last few days. That's interesting. And I was like, oh, I wonder if like maybe the the show's like charting. And so I saw the show was charting, which the show has charted before, um, but not this highly. So it was like 16 in Australia and then it was like 19 in New Zealand. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm like why is it charting though? Like, you know, I haven't done any sort of collabs that I think would mean that it would be charting. And then I went and checked out the front page of iTunes because I was like, maybe maybe it's gotten on the front page of iTunes because this is like a lot of attention. And not only was it the on the front page of iTunes <laughs> or Apple Podcasts now it's called, it was like number two for like, oh, what's it called? Hang on. It was like number two for inspiration for your business. So it's my daily business coach is number one and grow your brand is number two. Uh, I've, uh, like I was just so overwhelmed. I was so excited. Uh, I've been posting <laughs> across social media today going, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Uh, I kind of almost felt like I was going to cry because like this project has been like not only this project, actually I've been podcasting for quite a while now and making content for quite a while and that just feels like, the best reward I could possibly get. Like to just be like, now people can see that this exists is huge. So a big, big thank you to everyone who made this possible. All my guests who've been on the show and been so generous with their time. All my listeners who share the content. To the person at Apple Podcasts who reviewed the podcast and decided to curate it and put it on the front page. Thank you. (laughs) 
you're probably not listening to this. So, uh, and to Darren Moffat also, who uh, was on the show recently and uh, shared some great advice on how to grow your podcast audience. So, if you want to work out how to really, you know, get have the best chance of doing this for your show, if you've got a podcast show, uh, go and listen to my episode with Darren. But stick around for this live stream first, and then and then go check it out. <laughs> I don't want to distract you. So, um, so okay, so Fridays are the day that we do these seen and heard episodes. Now, the seen and heard episode is basically me rambling on about something, which, oh, God, that makes it sound boring. It's not. It's just like stream of consciousness. So I kind of sit down, I write myself a bunch of questions around a particular topic, and then I'm on my live stream, and then essentially what I do is I answer the questions that I wrote myself. <laughs> That's my little my little strategy. It's actually how I came up with the sort of whole interview format product I'm selling now because I realized it was a heaps easier way when I asked myself questions. It was a heaps easier way for me to like produce good content and that's kind of part of what we're talking about today. So we're talking about the value of creating good content. I'm talking about online events, sort of why they're maybe a bit hit and miss. Uh, and some of the issues with that. Uh, and I talk about, you know, the importance of really understanding how to get attention in a world where you can have any question you want answered at the basically, I wouldn't say click of the button. You do have to type something into Google or into YouTube or wherever you are. But we just have all this information at our fingertips. So, navigating the attention economy online is particularly challenging and that's where everyone is. So that's what we're talking about today. And then as you'll hear in a second, I also talk a little bit about my break and and kind of one of the big, big things I realized about, you know, sort of that, that question, I guess we're always asking ourselves like, why am I doing this? You know, why am I, why am I showing up? And so it's a little bit more existential and uh, yeah, I, I felt like it was appropriate to share on the week that I kind of came back from uh, from a two-week break. So stick around to the end for that if you want to um, to kind of feel – it's like a bit of a podcast hug. I'm stealing that phrase from one of my favorite podcasters, Blind Boy. Uh, the Blind Boy podcast is, is fantastic and he does a lot of stream of consciousness stuff and he talks about this kind of podcast hug and I was like, I want to bring a bit of a podcast hug into today's episode. So – Maybe it's like a live stream hug. Anyway, stick around until the end for that. As always, if you're a regular listener, you know what I'm going to say. But if you enjoy this episode, please think about who you can share it with, like a gift for the weekend. Happy weekend. Here's here's an episode that will help you grow your business. Uh, Think about how you could do that. Please just take a moment to like click if you enjoy this, I mean, if you don't, you don't have to do this, but if you're going to come back and listen to this again, please hit like the five-star rating. You don't even need to review the podcast, but when you rate the show, it just tells iTunes that like, Hey, there's, it's good that you curated this because like people enjoy the, enjoy the show. Um, so please do that. If you want to go the extra mile to support the show, you can also head over to my Kofi page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress, you can buy me a cup of coffee. Usually when people head over, they buy me a few, which is really, really generous. And if you uh, don't do it anonymously, I will give you a shout out on the show. Sometimes people do it anonymously. That's cool. Uh, Whatever you prefer. If you like to watch content and you want to actually catch these lives, I do them every week, Friday, 11 a.m. 
At the moment, it's Australian Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time. Pop it in your calendar. Head over to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever your preferred channel is. That's the three places I do it. And uh, come say hello and you'll also get a shout out on the show. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get on to the live stream. It's about navigating the attention economy. There might be a little ad break here and then we'll get on to the main part of the episode. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. This is my first seen and heard episode since I went on break, my first proper break uh, since I started my business four years ago. So it was amazing, uh, which is why I pretty much completely disappeared from uh, LinkedIn during that time. I kind of decided to have a digital detox. It was lovely. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit about what I learned uh, during that time off. It was really, really great for getting insights and clarity and stuff like that. But I'll be sharing that later on because the main thing I want to talk about today is navigating the attention economy. And I'm kind of excited to be talking about this topic on the day that I found out that this vodcast podcast show, Grow Your Brand, is on the front page of Apple Podcasts in Australia. And I think also in New Zealand, although I can't, I don't know how to check the New Zealand one. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I also just want to give a quick plug for an awesome event next week because we're going to be talking a bit about events today as well, so it's relevant. Um, the Spark Festival, which I know some of my friends here on LinkedIn and probably on Facebook as well and maybe even YouTube are going to be speaking at. And I'm going to be speaking as well alongside uh, my friend Steve Grace. We're talking about the art of storytelling, specifically in relation to positioning your brand so that you can attract talent. So Steve does awesome work in the talent acquisition space, specifically for entrepreneurs and rapidly growing businesses. So shout out to Steve. I'm so excited to be speaking with him on Monday next week. And this festival goes for a whole week. So we're on Monday at 3 p.m. I'll pop the link uh, in here after I finish this live stream. Uh, and if you're listening on the podcast later today, I'll put it in the show description as well. Uh, but highly suggest going to check that out. There's some awesome people speaking. I remember Joe Palmer speaking as well. Joe Palmer does some awesome work in the regional Australia sort of space, um, supporting Aussie businesses out there in regional Australia, which is awesome. Uh, and some other people as well I saw posting. So there's some really, really great speakers and the content is going to be great. And it's like all day live streams for the next week next week so go check spark festival out and like i said i'll put the link uh to our session as well in um in the show later okay so on to the main topic for today we're talking about navigating the attention economy so i mean this is a suitable thing for me to ramble on about for half an hour during these seen and heard episodes i know there's lots of new listeners obviously this week so seen and heard is basically a half an hour live stream that i do on linkedin on youtube 
on Facebook and then I turn it into a podcast and we're talking about how you can take off your invisibility cloak, how you can get out there and share your talents with the world so that you can make it a better place, which is what this podcast show is all about. So there's a lot of challenges with getting attention and particularly this year, everyone's focusing on getting attention online, which is why this relates to events, right? Because we're like, oh, all these eyeballs, even more so are online. They're on people's phones and people's laptops and people's desktops and people's iPads. That's where people have eyeballs and attention. So how do I get my stuff in front of them? And this was something that came up a few years ago and someone on the show mentioned it um, actually a while back as well. I can't remember the author of the person who wrote this, but you could easily go and Google it. He talked about the um, sort of like content overload issue where basically, I can't remember what the phrase he used was, but it will come to me. Um, he talked about how we there's so much content. We actually have too much content like there's more content online than you could ever consume, right? Um, so there's so much content out there on the internet. Like why ever, like everything you can think of, you can find. If you think of something you want to learn, you can literally go type it into YouTube and it will be there. Unless it's like something really sinister and weird, <laughs> it's going to be on YouTube unless it like goes against their guidelines, right? Um <laughs> no one in my audience would be looking for stuff like that though. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's literally like you can learn anything you want by typing it in. So how is it that we can still sell courses? How is it that we can still sell education? How is it that I can still get people coming to my show and to this live stream and to all the live streams that I've been doing? How come people will still show up for, to learn stuff if we can learn anything we want to learn, right? Like that's, why, why is that happening? Content shock. That was the name. If you go and type in content shock, you will find the article that I'm talking about. We've had a few experts talk about SEO on the show and how to rank on Google's first page, which is where a lot of people are going to search. And yesterday, actually, I spoke with Matthew Woodward, who has so much great advice on SEO tips that I hadn't heard from anywhere else. So really, really great. Um, if you want to go check that out, it's not on the podcast yet, but it is on the live stream. So I'll put a link to that here later as well. But the reason I'm mentioning that is if you think about it, everyone is trying to get in that top position on Google constantly. And yet you can get onto the top of Google and you can get attention. So for me, there's two key words that I rank either first or second position. One is Lauren Cress and the other one is grow your brand. Grow your brand took me a lot longer because Lauren Cress, I had laurencress.com. So I'm like, yes, that's huge. Being on the top place for Google is awesome. Same with like now my podcast second position on like, it, I think it's called like business inspiration or something in the new and noteworthy kind of section on the front page of our podcast. Awesome. So now I've actually like, I'm there where people are paying attention, but it's super competitive to get there. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you make that happen? Well, a lot of this comes down to the stuff we're talking about on this show all the time. It's a reason that like all that fine tuning detail becomes so, so important because, and in 2020, the way people were trying to hack this before doesn't necessarily work. So events is one way 
that you could kind of hack this, right? Like you invest a lot of money, you get people in a room, no one knows who you are, but now you're up on stage and people go, oh, I trust this person. And suddenly you can build all this credibility. Uh, It's not, I'm not saying it's easy, by the way, like there's a lot involved in event marketing. I'm just saying that if you don't have the six months of, you know, doing your SEO stuff to maybe get place one or two if you haven't got all this PR you've been doing over the last year to if you haven't got a podcast show if you haven't got all that stuff you could go and be like I'm going to invest in putting an event on to get all the people who are interested in this topic in a space together and that has quite a high conversion rate right Um, so events convert relatively well so do webinars I think it's somewhere between 15 to 25 percent conversion but don't quote me on that go and look it up yourself and it's going to be different for different industries so we've talked about the importance of benchmarks before this is important to to go and have a look at what's the benchmarks here what's what's the relevant benchmarks okay so people have been like oh okay well we can't do events so we're going to do online events and then a lot of people have been learning that actually doing online events is very different to doing event marketing. Now, event marketing is not my specialty. I'm not going to pretend to be a um, an expert in this, but I can talk to you about being in business and being in digital marketing and trying to get digital marketing to work to get people to show up to a webinar. I can t- tell you how hard that is. Now, there's so if you guys are like on YouTube at all, you've probably seen ads that are like, because you would be the people that would be getting served those ads, ads that are like, oh, the webinar isn't dead. The webinar is really valuable. This is how you do the webinar the right way, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, it is if you can get the right people to show up to your webinar. The problem is to be like, I'm going to get people to show up to my webinar is really hard. And if you've attended any online events in the last say six months, my guess is you've been to at least one that was super disappointing. So I went to, I've been to a few, I've been to a few that were like the content was good, but the MC wasn't great. I've been to one where I was like, I literally just in the first five minutes muted it and like left my computer. Cause I was like, this is not at all what I thought it was about. I'm not interested in this, but there was only like seven or eight people on the webinar. So I just was like, I don't want to jump off and like, you know, I want to support other businesses, even if I'm not interested in it. So I just was like, I'm not going to be like, oh, click off and and do that. But I muted it, right? And I went and did something else, which you can't really get away with at an event. I mean, you could, but people are less likely to do it because it's kind of like your, that attention, right? That attention is like in a room where you have to physically get up in front of everyone to leave and you've just made all this effort to get there as well right so you've gone through the traffic in the morning to get to this event etc etc so you've kind of like invested all of this energy into being there so you're probably going to show up and then you're also probably like well even if the content isn't great that's okay because there's some people here I really want to meet who are in my space so it's a great networking opportunity right like that's what a lot of people go to events for I know for me most of the time there were like things I was like going to that I'm like, I'm not actually interested in this event, but I am interested in the network. And then because I was at the event, I was like, oh, actually this is kind of interesting. And sometimes I would convert, right? So that's a very, very different game to the game we're playing online. The game we're playing online is like people are 
on the internet, which is the thing where they can access anything they want, right? Anything you can think of, it's online. So now you're trying to compete and say, hey, you should come over to my, you don't know me. Hi, you don't know me, but you should come over and spend time with me, not just for, not just for these eight seconds that I've got your attention for. No, no. I want you to come and spend time with me for like half an hour. And I want you to, and I'm only giving you this content because I want to sell you something, right? Which is what people are used to now. If it's a free webinar that you've got to sign up for, it's like, oh, they're going to sell something to me, right? So that might increase the conversion rate in the sense of, well, I'm not going to show up unless I'm really interested. But the other thing is so hard to get bums on seats. There are experts who are great at doing that. But if you're trying to DIY it, I would caution you because I'm like, I've in marketing, I've helped organize events and I really, really struggle to get people to show up to a webinar versus the hack that I'm going to share with you today to get people to pay attention for a long time. Because here's the thing, right? We have different types of content that are designed to do different types of things. We have the I've talked about the funnel before. This is a little bit of a different funnel. This isn't like sales marketing funnel. This is more like content marketing funnel, but also like the content purpose in relation to those different stages of the funnel. So it's a little bit more specific. So right at the top, the the top of the funnel, don't even think about this as a user journey. This is more just like the stages that people need to get to know you with, right? So let's not worry about whether or not they move to the next stage right? On average, I think we've talked about this before, there's about eight to 10 touch points that people need to make. This is what Google found to actually want to, uh, you know, go and find out about you. So it's like they need eight or 10 (laughs) before they move down the funnel. So I'm talking about right at the top, people have to get to know you first and they might, it might take a while for them to get to know you. While they're getting to know you, are they going to necessarily want to sit down and watch 30 minutes of content? maybe if it's like really relevant and the timing's right and you just happen to hit that person like exactly at that moment, which is pretty hard to design, right? Like, but this is where things like sophisticated mass marketing matter. But a lot of the time people are going to need to see things a few times. If you think about it for yourself, you see things a few times and then you go, oh, actually I want to go check that out now. I've been, I've had conversations with people who've said, I heard about your podcast. I haven't had a chance to check out your podcast yet, but I've seen it around and it made me reach out. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Like I don't mind having a conversation without you watching my podcast. It's fine if you didn't go to that longer engagement, but some people need to have that longer education piece or spend that time with you to feel comfortable enough to like get on a phone call with you, right? So I'm jumping around a little bit, but basically what I'm, what I'm saying here is that if you're just trying to uh, get people to, if you're doing that typical webinar funnel thing where you're going, okay, I've got to get the perfect Facebook ad out and then put money into that. Then I've got to get people to sign up to be on my webinar. Then I have to convert people on the webinar and then I have to have a sales call with them. And then I have to convert them on the sales call. If you're selling something that's worth $20,000, it could definitely be worth it, right? But if you're trying to do that without people having ever heard of you before at all, and you're like, oh, okay, because I can't do an event, I'm going to do an online event and I'm going to do webinars, you might get disappointed, 
That's all I'm saying. Because what I've tried and tested, I'm like, yeah, it's like I invested, I didn't invest too much. I probably invested like um, a few grand in trying to just get like one person to watch a webinar. And at the time I did it, I didn't have the content bank I have now. I didn't have the social proof I have now. I didn't have my website set up the way I should have had it set up, but I could still sell stuff. So it's not like I couldn't get clients. I just didn't have all my content ducks in a row yet because that takes like time and energy to, to do that, to actually be doing a webinar. So what I would say, and if you talk to, and I've talked to experts actually about this as well, and if you go and talk to good experts, they will tell you that. They will say, you don't have the stuff in place yet ready to do like an event. So does that mean you should like not do digital marketing at all? No. So I want to talk to you about what you can do instead that's going to kill two birds at the same time. Sorry, birds. I'm not saying I want to kill birds. I just mean, <laughs> you know, like in the saying sense. <laughs> so first thing you want to do um, is we want to have content out there, right? So like I said, eight touch points, we want a mixture of like content that's like that short bite-sized piece of content that allows people to get to know you and get familiar with you. Then you also want that deep dive content for people who are like curious and they're like, oh, that was really cool that you said that. I want to go find more. You want to have content ready for them, right? And so the the second objective this kind of fills is essentially you kind of get bums on seats for free without really needing to advertise. So I think this is awesome because I'm like, if I can do other things that mean I don't have to go and invest in a webinar and I'm growing my audience at the same time and people are getting to know me at the same time. And then actually, so it is, it's kind of three things. And then I use all of that content to actually go and put that advertising and webinar funnel stuff together later. I'm like, that's awesome. So that's what I want to teach you how to do. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to look at how you can do the things that you wanted to do in your webinar, but do it for free. So it's going to, we've talked about different channels that you can be on and all that kind of stuff. But what I want you to think about is this, I want you to think about, what is the value that you're providing when you do a sales call with someone, when if you were going to put an event together, what would that event be about? If you were going to design an event anyway, what would you be talking about? If you had 100 people sitting there going, okay, I'm really interested in what you have to say, what would you say to them? What story would you be telling them? And this is actually where a lot of people get stuck, right? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what's valuable to them. And it's like, well, that means you're not ready yet. That means you're not ready to go pay for advertising and pay to, for an online event. You're not ready yet. If you don't, there are people who are ready. I'm not, I'm not talking to those people. They're already killing it on, on online events. Awesome. But I've seen people and I've talked to a lot of people as well who are like, there's all these events that are really bad, that are really boring that don't have interesting content or interesting story to tell. And it's like, yeah, because like people kind of forget, and this is what Matthew Woodward said yesterday as well, people kind of forget that actually there's a person on the other side of this piece of content, right? Like there's people that watch this and listen this, to this right now, what I'm talking about. So I am on stage. I'm just on a virtual stage. So I still need to be saying things that are engaging 
I still need to be acting like there's real people on the other side of my content. And I'm saying this in a passionate way because I made this mistake. I was like, oh, that's kind of good enough. And if I like push it out to a bunch of people, someone's going to find it interesting. No, wrong way to think about it. So you've got 100 people in the room. What are you going to say? What are you going to say that's going to be interesting to them? And the reason I keep banging on about why I love interviewing so much and why I think the interview format is so, so powerful is that I'm the person that's acting as that audience. And by just sitting there and being that person for you to talk talk to and with and get on the same page as me and for me to be able to raise objections and act like that audience and say, hey, what about this? And I've tried that before though and that didn't work. And you can deal with that's It's like now you're humanized. So that makes a lot more sense. And this is why I'm really excited about what Steve and I are doing at the Spark Festival is instead of doing a presentation, Steve was like, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation about this because that's what people actually then feel invited into. So what I would suggest doing is, well, two things. Either if you're great at presenting and you're a speaker, you can probably do this, right? You can probably be like, cool, like I'm just going to start creating these little online events, but they're not going to be events. They're going to be live streams. They're going to be YouTube videos. They're going to be podcasts, whatever that content is that you want it to be, right? But it needs to be a mixture of short content and long content. That's why I keep saying you record the longer piece of audiovisual content. That can go out as its own thing, but then it also becomes a great way to start sharing little highlights. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know that I've been um, or, or watching the YouTube channel actually as well. I've been releasing some interview highlights and they're doing really well because I think people like that like three, four minute, sometimes I even do 10 minute ones of like, oh, these are the really juicy bits. So you don't have to listen to this whole thing. But then people go, oh, I want to listen to the whole thing because I really like that part. So it's like all of this stuff, I don't pay for it. I don't, I don't pay. Like I put a little bit of money into YouTube to just like push things out, but nowhere near the amount of money I would have to pay to like get people to a webinar. So I'm like, now I'm getting the the attention economy to work for me instead of me paying to play in the attention economy. So advertising is like the next thing, but first it's like, what are those powerful stories that you can tell? Oops, knocking my microphone. I am at the 22 minute mark. So I'm gonna have to um, wrap up this part of the, um, what we're talking about here in just a second. But the reason I kind of wanted to talk about this, like there's a personal like gain reason for me as well, is that this was my reason for starting to look at other ways to help people get out there via my podcast show and via my live stream. So if you've watched interviews that I do on my live stream generally, or you've listened to them, generally we have people engaging like on the live stream. Most of the live streams will get somewhere between 200 and 300 views on LinkedIn. Plus they're getting views on YouTube. Plus they're getting views on Facebook. I've got all of this engagement already with the audience that many people want to get in front of, right? They're a business audience. So my YouTube ads are like the the CPM or the, the cost per million thousand views is much higher for people to be on my channel than for other channels because my audience is entrepreneurs and business owners and people who spend money 
in business and branding and marketing, right? Which is the audience that a lot of people want to get in front of. So what I thought is I'm like, okay, I'm doing the live streams. I'm doing the podcasts. I'm doing YouTube channels, the YouTube channels, (laughs) doing the YouTube videos and I'm full up. I haven't got any more space for interviews for the next like three to six months. I think I'm going to have to start getting live streams like happening So, but they're not going to go on the podcast. So I was like, well, how can I work around this so that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like getting paid for the work I'm doing on my podcast. And I'm like, well, I can just open up new slots on my podcast show. Right. But what I do with editorial content is pretty much the same as what I do with sponsored content. I always promote the person who's speaking with me, who's made the time to be a guest on my show. Um, I always, we always talk about the problems that they solve, but we do it in an engaging way that's really interesting. And then I kept having guests wanting to use that content. And I was like, well, like, I don't have the funds to like edit all of this content and like give you all of these different pieces of content to promote. That's something that you would have to kind of pay for. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this as a sponsored package because this is actually way faster and way more cost of effect cost effective than running a webinar that you're trying to drum up all of this attention for that via advertising and all that kind of stuff, right? So that is what I'm very excited about. So that's my little plug for me. Um, so to wrap up where we've gotten to so far here, essentially what I'm saying is the attention economy is a game that you need to work out how to play, right? You, you, you need to work out what you're going to do. You, you kind of have the, the typical options you always have with a business, which is you can either invest time or you can invest money. That's kind of, kind of it, right? Well, time, money, and talent, right? So also you need talent, but the talent is something that like that's on you, right? But the other thing is like, okay, so do I want to invest in building a YouTube channel, building a podcast, writing a book, all that kind of stuff? You can go down that path. The other path that's been put forward is like, well, if you don't want to do that kind of stuff, do Facebook ads. But I'm like, but the problem is, is like now everyone's playing that game, right? So the kind of content you have to create is like a lot harder. And if you haven't done that work to like establish your content and have your brand established, it's going to be really, really hard for you to grow. And actually, if you listen to a lot of people who talk about, who know their stuff about Facebook advertising, they will say, well, you need to have a brand first. Because if you just go straight into advertising, especially in the business to business space, so if you're a coach, you're a consultant, you are a tech company, you're selling goods to other businesses, all that kind of stuff. If you're selling a premium product, it's going to be really, really hard without massive investment to do that. So my suggestion is do the content marketing part first and then look at how you can boost things with advertising or find media, PR and sponsored content opportunities to get in front of that person. But doing online events that are boring and doing content that isn't interesting isn't going to help your brand grow. It has to be interesting. So have a listen. If you're interested in this and you want to learn more about how to tell compelling stories, have a listen to the video I recently put together. It's sort of like an eight-minute clip condensed version on the um, six different interview formats that I use to to work through content with people. Or you can just go visit laurencrest.com. It's there as well. Um, So I want to just wrap up this episode by talking about one of the big things that I learned during my time away 
it was so good. It was so good to have time off. And um, one of the big sort of realizations I think I had, I was telling uh, Robin Miles this actually. So Robin and I have kind of this agreement where um, Robin does some coaching with me and helps me kind of figure out how I can, you know, live a more joyful and more meaningful life. And then I help Robin with sort of like brand and marketing issues. So we kind of have this really cool exchange. And I was chatting with Robin yesterday and I was saying, you know, one thing that I realized while I was away was that I kept thinking that I needed to have this reason for running my business that was like super profound, you know, like, why do you want to do this? Oh, I want to do this because like, it's meaningful for this reason. And, you know, if I do it this way, then that makes an impact here. And like, I've got to and have this whole kind of story around purpose, you know, and, uh, and kind of do that typical entrepreneurial thing. And what I realized was twofold. One, I'm not really an entrepreneur. Like entrepreneurship is an avenue for me <laughs> to do what I want to do. Like I need to, I need to be able to do the business stuff, right? I call myself the business scientist. I obviously find business interesting, but I'm not, I'm not really an entrepreneur. Like as in, I don't get meaning from my life by being an entrepreneur. What I get meaning from is making stuff. And the reason I want to make stuff is because it just makes me feel alive. I'm like, that's it. Like that, the reason that I make stuff, the reason I show up and do this, the reason I do my YouTube stuff and grow your brand podcast and the reason I do interviews and all that is because like, it's the difference between me feeling like I'm alive and feeling like I'm not alive. And I said this to Brian Fretwell as well, who's a good friend of mine over in the States. Uh, We was talking about why I showed up to his fires sessions, which are awesome, by the way, I highly recommend checking them out where we ask each other questions. And it's sort of like this, this like intentional morning spent, like sort of sitting around the campfire, but like virtually. And he said to me, like, why are you showing up to this? I'm like, because it's the difference between feeling alive and not feeling alive, right? Like, that's it. That's, that's the... That is the reason and end, the end. And uh, Robin, when I was talking to Robin, he said to me, well, Lauren, you know, like, I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. Like, I think like that is a, that is a good enough reason. I'm like, cause I get joy out of it. Cause I get meaning out of it. That's it. That's why I make this stuff. I'm glad that it benefits people. I love getting messages where people say, Hey, like your content is great. Love it. Have been binging on your content, like all that kind of stuff. That's, that makes me feel awesome. I'm like, so glad that this is helping people. But the real thing for me is like, then it's a win-win because I'm like, I would be doing this anyway. And I would be doing this if I didn't make a dollar from it. I'm glad that I make money from it, but I would be doing it anyway because it's, because that feeling of purpose and meaning is enough. So thank you, everyone who's made this journey possible for me. Like I really, really from the bottom of my heart appreciate it. I'm so, so happy that the podcast is like on the front page of our podcast. <laughs> like that is like huge. And this year has been really tough. So, uh, you know, not just for me, for all of us. So I really, really appreciate everyone who's been supporting the show and sharing it. And to new listeners uh, today who are listening to this, if you got value out of this um, or people watching this, if you got value out of this, please uh, share it. 
Karen, uh, sorry, <laughs> I was just about to wrap up, but I saw your comment, Karen. You said, welcome back after your break. You look fabulous, glowing and well-rested. I love that you said uh, out loud, you don't have to have a deep and profound reason other than to feel alive. That is a reason. Yeah, it is, right? Like it totally is. And like, uh, so thank you, Karen. I am feeling very well-rested. Um, but yeah, it's just like, um, thank like I really, really appreciate that all the guests that have been on this show that have made this possible. Um, it's, it's a, it feels like a huge, like that, this for me is a real milestone to get on the front page of Apple podcasts, like in the browse section to have hundreds of people listening to the podcast, uh, just over the last few days, like that's really, really exciting for me. And I want to keep building this. I want to keep going. So I, I really would like if you want to come on this journey with me and you're like, I like this content. There's a reason that people stick around and listen to my content. There's a reason that people show up and watch my live streams. There's a reason that people follow me on YouTube. It's because like I intentionally put heaps of effort into figuring out what content is compelling for other people to, to watch and listen. Um, so, and I will keep doing that. And that is a lifelong thing for me. Like I will continuously make better content for you guys. Like that, that is one of my missions. Uh, I have a few. So I, I'm saying that because you can kind of hack your content by doing stuff with me, because this is what I'm dedicating my life to. And if you don't want to dedicate your life to it, come along for the journey on, on with me because I will teach you a lot of stuff that you wouldn't learn otherwise. You would have to spend all the time, all the time that I'm spending doing it. Um, so yeah, the, I think like with the sponsorship packages, with the partnership packages I've put together as well, like it's very, very reasonably priced. There is no way you would get the kind of attention that I can get you by investing the same amount of money into doing like a webinar and Facebook advertising and stuff like that. Like it's, there's just, you cannot, you cannot get the same attention. So um, yeah, that's it from me for today. Karen, you said, I think I was meant to open this up just now and only had five minutes to pop on go your good thing. <laughs> Thanks Karen. Well, thank you so much for joining me at the end of the live stream. It's been a bit quiet today, but that kind of makes sense because I have been off for a couple of weeks. So um, we started off the week talking about consistency and consistency does pay off and I will be live streaming again. Um, for people who want to make sure they check out the live streams I do it the same these ones I do at the same time every week so it's like Friday 11 a.m now it's Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time so for some people the time might be different but for me it's like I'm doing it 11 a.m whatever my time zone is so at the moment 11 a.m Australian Eastern Standard Daylight uh, Savings Time you can put it in your calendar and uh, come join me for the live if you're tuning into this later and you have questions if you have comments if you want to reach out to me do all that good stuff. Uh, Karen, thanks so much for joining and saying hello. And thank you everyone else who's been watching during the live stream but didn't say hello. Next time, guys, feel free to say hello. I can see that people are watching. <laughs> so say hello and get a shout out on the show. Um, enjoy your weekend, everyone. And until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. See you later. All right, guys. 
that's it from me for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the content. I hope you are going to come back and listen to another episode. I hope you feel like you got a hug at the end of that episode as well. What I would love to know is like, what brings you meaning and joy in your life? Like, what would you be doing anyway? And and why doesn't have to really come into it in terms of like this really big thing, like I was just saying? could be like, what makes you feel alive? What makes you feel alive? That's a good question. So uh, jump on Twitter. You can tweet with me at laurencress 89 and tell me what makes you feel alive. Use the hashtag grow your brand if you want to be part of the conversation in relation to the podcast show. Uh, and I will see you back here on Monday for our next Monday Motivation episode. We're talking about different ways that you can start a conversation. It's a short episode. I think it's like five or six minutes. Uh, hopefully that's right. <laughs> I've already recorded it. I'm excited to share it with you. Um, And there's a little blog piece that goes along with it as well, sort of like a a quick checklist of all the things that you can be doing to drive conversation, to drive sales. Because if you're listening to this show, I imagine that's one thing that you want to be able to do. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend. And again, until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place.